Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Gadget Reason Radio. My name is Sean. I'm your host. And we've got a lot of good tech news to get to today. So I'm going to go ahead and jump right in with today's tech download for Thursday, August 17th, 2017. Player Unknown Battlegrounds, or PUBG as it's commonly referred to, has sold 7 million copies and passed the 600,000 concurrent users mark. All this while being a game that's only available on Steam Early Access as the game is not even listed as being completed at its current state. PUBG is currently available on Steam Early Access for $30, so with $7 million in sales, we're looking at well over $200 million in revenue already. Another thing to keep in mind about these staggering sales numbers is, again, that it's only available on Steam's Early Access, which means that this is a PC-only game for now, but the developers have already announced that they do have plans for a console-exclusive launch with the Xbox One, and I would have to assume that's probably going to be available for the Xbox One X as well once that system is released. One of the more commonly discussed issues with the game is the fact that it does require some pretty beefy PC specs to run at a smooth frame rate, and it's not because the game is particularly gorgeous in terms of graphics, it just seems to be that it is not very well optimized. So hopefully this is one of the things they can work out as they move into the more completed phase of the game, and most definitely before it gets pushed out to the Xbox One platforms. Anybody out there listening, playing PUBG on a regular basis? If so, let me know what your PC specs are and what kind of performance you're getting. Let me know. The Essential Phone has officially arrived a little bit later than we had all hoped, but better late than never. The Essential Phone, of course, is the first smartphone from the new company founded by Android creator Andy Rubin, and it is now available for pre-order via Essential's own website, Best Buy, and Sprint. Emails went out yesterday to obtain shipping and payment information for anybody who had already registered to pre-order the phone a few weeks back. So it looks like those folks will be getting the phone first. I am definitely included in that group, so I'll be doing a review here on Gadget Reason Radio of my first experiences with the Essential phone as soon as I get it in my greedy little hands. (laughs) But until then, I guess we're all sitting patiently waiting to get our actual shipment notifications. Just to recap some of the features of the phone, it does feature a nearly edge-to-edge display with a standard storage size of 128 gigabytes. It also supports external accessories attached via magnets. And one of those accessories that's currently going to be available upon launch is the 360-degree camera that they unveiled when they first unveiled the phone itself. While the phone does support all major US carriers, it's being sold exclusively via Sprint at a $260 discount at retail. The unlocked version is $699 from Essential.com with the limited time offer to also get the 360 degree camera for $50 at a $749 bundle price. The thing that has me most excited about the Essential phone is obviously being a huge Android fan from the early days of Android. Uh, Anything that Andy Rubin has his hands on has my attention, but the other thing I'm interested in is to see just how well this phone stacks up when compared to something like the OnePlus 5, which I recently did a review on on Gadget Reason Radio, and I thought it was a phenomenal phone, and it's considerably cheaper, and with very similar internal specs to the Essential phone, minus the ability, of course, to add external accessories and the smaller internal memory size, you know, it's still a really solid phone for the $470 or so that it costs. So I'm really interested to see if there's any good reasons why I would recommend anybody buying a $699 or $750 phone such as the Essential over something like the OnePlus 5. So stay tuned for more information about that once I have it available for you. 
Microsoft has been telling fans for quite a while now that they could expect more details on the Xbox One pre-order soon, but it looks like Microsoft might be preparing to actually unveil some more details about when this all might be taking place. One Xbox fan reached out via Twitter to Xbox boss Phil Spencer asking if they would be making a big announcement at Gamescom 2017 about the Xbox One X pre-order and Phil Spencer replied, we'll share more information on this tomorrow. While that certainly is not anything definitive, it is nice to know that we may be actually getting some more detailed information about Xbox One X pre-orders today. The Xbox One X branding and name were unveiled this year at E3 2017, with the price in the US being announced at $500. I'd love to hear some thoughts from any of you on if you're excited about the Xbox One X and how well you think that a console that costs $500 is going to do when you could probably just spend a little bit of extra money and build a gaming PC. So if you have any thoughts on the Xbox One X, let me know. The folks over at Engadget are reporting that Roku is intending to clamp down on private channels. When the folks over at Roku initially introduced private channels, they were meant to be used for developers to try out their content before setting them loose on the general public. But in a turn of events that really should have surprised basically no one, it turns out that pirates had started using these private channels as a way to stream bootlegged material. For the most part, this went relatively unaddressed and ignored by Roku themselves, but it looks like they're going to start clamping down on pirate material and private channels in general. After a recent update, you are now greeted with a piracy-oriented warning whenever you create a private channel. The warning stresses that you should only use a channel to stream legal content, and it also warns that Roku can pull channels with illegal material without prior notice. You can probably guess that this crackdown on piracy is definitely coming from a self-serving perspective, with Roku recently announcing that it wants to launch its IPO sometime in 2017. Obviously, when launching an IPO, you want to give investors the best sense of security, and having a device that's filled with piracy is not the best way to do that. So it just kind of makes sense that Roku would want to clean this up before releasing their IPO later this year. Yesterday, it was being widely reported that Apple was intending to spend about $1 billion to create or obtain original programming over the next 12 months. Some people thought this was a pretty good sign that Apple was showing a commitment to creating more streaming options for the Apple TV or any other platforms it might release in the future. However, that's really not a lot of money when you consider that Netflix today announced that in 2018, it will spend about seven times that amount of money on its own original content or obtaining the rights to exclusive content for the streaming platform. Netflix chief content officer Ted Sarandos told FastCompany.com that it will spend about $7 billion in 2018 on content. Sarandos did go on to say that the vast majority of the $7 billion is for licensed content, but that its spend could end up being closer to 50-50 in a couple of years. So while it's definitely encouraging to anybody who has invested in Apple TV or the Apple platforms that Apple is spending some money to try and compete with the likes of Netflix and Amazon and Hulu, it's definitely apparent that they need to think about spending a lot more money than just a billion dollars, especially considering that they're already behind and that they're already going to be competing and possibly in bidding wars with multiple streaming platforms to obtain the rights to exclusive content. So as a person who just recently cut the cord and is always looking for more streaming options for content and media, 
um, I think that Apple definitely should invest uh, a little bit more aggressively in this platform because I think that they, with their big name and their big wallet, could actually get some of the best content available outside of the major television networks and cable companies. What do you guys think? Are you interested in seeing Apple spend more money or would you prefer they just stay out of it completely and leave all the content to Netflix, Amazon, maybe Hulu, whoever else you currently use for your streaming needs? Leave me a comment or call in and let me know. And that's going to do it for another tech download. Thanks to everybody for tuning in and to everybody who's favorited the station or subscribed via the podcast. It means a lot that you guys keep coming back and listening to what I have to say. As always, I love hearing comments, critiques, anything you guys have to say. You can either leave me a call in here or you can leave comments now on the left-hand side of any of the segments here on the Anchor app. If you're listening via the podcast, you can always just drop me a line on any social media platform at Gadget Reason. That's it for today. I will be back tomorrow with more tech news and conversations for you guys. But until then, I will talk to you guys tomorrow.